Welcome to the Craving Consciousness Podcast. I'm Brandeline Johnson, a rule-breaking, nature-loving, law of attraction junkie who is a lifestyle entrepreneur, psychic medium, spiritual business coach, educator, and author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a topic that will help you to awaken to your gifts, align with your soul's purpose, and ignite your lives and businesses. We don't follow the masses. We are consciously creating our evolution. Get ready to have the best human experience every day. Okay, guys, I'm so excited for the Craving Consciousness podcast today. We have a special guest, Michael Phelps. And I met him on Facebook and felt like he would be an awesome guest for the podcast. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, how can I, how do I pronounce your name? My name is Brandeline. Brandeline. Okay. Brandeline. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and, and you can call me uh, Gilgamesh or Gil. That's my real world name. Okay. Uh, yeah, Michael Phelps is my Babylon name. <laughs> okay, so what is your first name again? Gil- Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Uh, like, like the Epic of Gilgamesh. Huh. Well, tell me, tell me about that. Oh well, the Gilgamesh was a self-proposed um, god king of ancient Babylonia. So he, uh, yeah, that's a story unto itself. And I highly recommend everybody in current Babylonia of the world to, to take a look into that story, our origins of, of this Western civilization. That is so interesting. So before we started recording, I was asking you, what is it that you quote unquote do, right? <laughs> like, are, are you an entrepreneur or this and that? And then you said, I'm a decolonizer, and that yeah. piques my interest. So can you share with the audience, what does that mean, and kind of what is it that you do? Right. So this is so multifaceted. It touches every aspect of life, but essentially, whoever I'm working with, which tends to be intentional communities, homesteaders, um, people who are actively working on moving towards an alternative society. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm doing with those people um, is helping challenge the programming that they are still attached to from Western civilization that is uh, colonial-based and ultimately fear-based program. Right. And so how, how are you challenging them? It comes about in everyday interactions. Um, I used to do it in such a way that it was not very accepted at all. And I'm still working on this learning process. Um, So I was pretty pretty much labeled as uh, the black sheep in my family, you know, and in my social circles in society in general, working at regular jobs and all that stuff growing up. So let me see if I can come up with an example. Um, Let's say somebody says, you know, the way that you're acting right now, I'm going to call you, say, lazy. I'm going to call you lazy because you act a certain way and then relate to you in that, according to that label that I assigned to you. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. So this is a, a colonizer mentality. 
where we label each other as a couple behaviors and the reaction that we feel from that relationship. Okay. So the, the reaction is actually in us when right. I'm feeling, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to end up calling this person lazy because they're not doing a certain thing that I would like them to do. That makes me feel like they're contributing um, enough to the social good. So I'm going to call them, just call them lazy rather than is the alternative side of that. The decolonized perspective is what need is not being addressed that is causing you to act this way that I call lazy. Right. right. So, so this is a really deep process. Right? Yeah, it is. I mean, when you think about it. So can you explain to the listeners and to me, <laughs> or, or can you explain the difference between, like you're saying, colonized versus decolonized society? Right. So there have been and are decolonized societies still today on the earth. And the best way I can describe to you what it is, is to look at those societies as examples. So the best one that I know of and I connect to personally is the Native American. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking like aboriginals or something. Yes, the, the indigenous peoples. And, and there's indigenous peoples in every part of the world. They at one time inhabited all of the world. And so we ourselves have indigenous roots somewhere. Right. This is a very important thing to understand for the um, trying to come to terms with our own colonization. So a uh, decolonized culture does not call people a derogatory label by class, by mental state, by financial status, or job position. Those, those things don't exist in all of these other cultures. Okay. So when do you think the whole colonized mind society, all that, when do you think that started or, or when did it get like, I guess, out of control? That's my favorite topic actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's something I feel that we have the least understanding of and why it's so hard for us to break through the so when I traced it back and let me give you a little background on, on, on how I came about this. So when I was uh, six years old, I was growing up in Wisconsin in a little town called Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And I had a really high fever and had to be admitted to the hospital and put on an IV. And uh, while there in the hospital, I had a near-death experience and um, I saw or I merged into the oneness of all, the, the golden white light surrounded me. I lost, lost my body and I was just floating there. And it was, if I can give the best description in English words, <laughs> it's uh, like perfect bliss, perfect serenity, no worries, no concerns, all of that just dropped away. Like as if it was like a heavy pack that you just take off and you're free. Yeah. So I don't know how long I was in that state. It felt like hours. Um, I didn't see angels. I didn't see Jesus Christ. I didn't see any uh, guide there to lead me into it. Um, Apparently I didn't need it. Probably because I was lucky enough to not have uh, any religious 
dogma in my family. They were all pretty much agnostic. Right. And you were so young too, right? How old did you say you were? Yeah, six years old. Yeah. So you were still pretty pure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, once I came back into my body after that experience, you know, I was in shock and awe. And, and, and then I looked across the room and I saw Jesus hanging on the cross. This is a, a Catholic hospital. Okay. And I had this immediate feeling of disgust. Like, so I went all the way from the beautiful light of oneness, the most pure, perfect feeling you can have, all the way down to this really dark feeling of disgust, which hit me in my gut. It hit me physically, and I I did feel nauseous. So after that experience, I had to go to school and all this stuff like all the other American kids. Yeah. And I noticed that I had a different way about me. I was much more sensitive, emotionally sensitive, especially to things, uh, behavior, to ways that people are treating each other. And I felt very clearly that the system, the educational system that they've designed itself is, is violent and aggressive. I felt Mm -hmm. that. And, uh, you know, at one time I remember being in grade school and kid was getting picked on in the hallway. And uh, I saw that poor kid getting all this negative attention. And I cried for that kid, you know, in the front of everybody. I didn't think about like, well, how are they going to perceive me or anything? I just, I couldn't <laughs> help it. I just did it, you know. Right. Um, and, and everybody turned to me and put all their negative energy onto me. And that was such a shock to be centered with all of this hate and, and, and fear and, and loathing, and, you know, all this really dark energy. So I had to learn how to um, survive. I had to learn how to survive this contrast yeah. that, that I was. So it's almost like spirit, right? I call all of it spirit. It's almost like you had that experience so that you can see the contrast. And then it's stuck with you. Like it's your part of your purpose to explore the behavior, you know, the behaviors and the difference between that pure bliss and false truths. Yeah, it absolutely was like a a pivotal point in my, in my journey. Like I almost feel like life started again at that point. Like most of that, (laughs) this is me, right? Like, so have you had wild spiritual experiences ever since then? Like, because a lot of times when people have those, you know, the near-death experience, they're open, like they're an open portal to spirit. Um, yeah, it's been a regular um, thing to tap back in to the spirit world. Um, and it, it, that's been, have taken many different ways. Like at first after going through the trauma of schooling, <laughs> um, I had to like run away and find some kind of safe place where I could just be and I wasn't subjected to the negativity of society and people's dramas. Yeah. So I, I went to nature. Amen. Playing in the woods. And really, I, I see that as my, my anchor, that 
that has allowed my spirit to stay here and continue to exist because because nature there is dark elements in nature don't get me wrong it's not all you know rainbows and butterflies there's a lot of that but there's also like some trickster kind of personalities and shadows and stuff in nature yeah but there isn't all of this extremely heavy and old programming and and stories and dramas that is often in the human world. Yeah. So if I were to share, interestingly enough, like I have lived in Vegas most of my life, 27 years before I moved to Northern Michigan. And what you're saying rings so freaking true to me because when I went to Michigan, that's when I had my spiritual awakening. And that's when it was because I was hanging out in nature. And that's when I realized, like, I would tell my husband, I'm like, this is what life is, not the city, not working, not societal emotions. Yeah. So yeah, I get yeah, super it... fascinated about when did it get all fucked up? Or I, I get so nerdy out about it that I'm like, was is planet Earth always been messed up? <laughs> we just have to come here to like try to break free from the illusion or what the hell, you know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, what I've come to see is that this uh, planetary uh, relationship, this relationship that we have with uh, Gaia or mother earth or um, this personality of this planetary being is, is a very sacred um, and beautiful relationship that that we really should uh, like take advantage of first of all as like a practical point of view uh, why would we not want to explore this as a as something to better ourselves from an enlightened self-interest point of view um, but also to see how we can develop our true potential which is the core thing that that modern society this this structure of babylonia um imperialism supremacy is really at the core of it or external authority yeah you know so yeah i had to research i had to learn uh what these dramas come from in society I had to go back and, and luckily my mother, um, bless her soul, she, she's um, an extremely open and curious personality. So when I was young, I could ask her all kinds of questions and I did, I'm sure I annoyed the hell out of her. Um, but she allowed me to explore those realms with her, which kept it alive in me, you know, it kept me going until, you know, I finally found a, the computer, we got a computer in our house at 11 years old. And then I could start asking those questions to the collective of human intelligence, you know, and uh, I, I found the answer that fits for me. Okay. Um, and I believe that it can help a lot of people. Um, but it's not like it's not like everybody needs the whole thing. You know what I mean? And that I'm like a teacher role and I have to install this other program to fix this bad programming in 
uh, a person as if they're a vessel, an empty vessel. Uh, that's the wrong approach. That's the colonial approach. Right. So what I try to do is, is use my ego and my intelligence that I've developed out of this knowledge and, and exploration to assist people where they are going in their current spiritual journey. And then, you know, maybe be like uh, a way shower or um, a trailblazer of sorts and, and show them, you know, a couple different paths from where they are to where their uh, soul is trying to lead them. That's one approach. Or if they're really stuck in the ego games, um, be like the joker <laughs> and the, um, the one that uh, the, the divine mirror or what you want to call it to show them where they are right now. This is, this is what you're doing right now. <laughs> you know? Interesting. So you're really, really great with the behavior aspects of mm -hmm. people and seeing the, you know, I, like I've been working with spirit for a long time. So like once, once you work with spirit for so long, you could see where somebody's at in a non-judgmental way. Right. But you could like totally pinpoint. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, judgment itself is a colonial aspect. And right. We'll see. Okay, now that's really making a lot more sense to me, because because spirit, right? I call spirit spirit guides. All you know, all of it. It's non-judgmental. It's more like I see you. I can meet you where you're at, and here's the things that we need to do to get you in alignment with soul right with spirit with source with yourself yeah. whereas human is is ego like something's wrong with you because of where you're at you know what i mean right so yeah seeing a person as a construct or seeing a person as a as a holistic happening okay like we are far far more than whatever we have accumulated as an ego at this current time. Okay. Right. And, and it's very important for us to realize that we can tap out of the current ego game that we're in. We can do that intentionally. Um, at first, it's pretty difficult so that we need some assistance. So we need to do like guided meditations or we need to have some plant uh, beings who help guide us through that process. Right. So let's see what my next question could be. Do you think, <laughs> like, do you think we're doomed? No, I'm just kidding. Um, where do you see it if we're balancing what's, you know, the crazy world right now? It's right when we're recording this, it's August 2021, right? Um, I guess I, I guess I'm just asking you, do you see us maybe splitting two oh, different yes. types of societies? Or I guess what do you what do you get from all this? Actually I see three different paths. Um I see what I, I call the the transcending path, and then there's the transhumanist path. Those are the extremes. Um, of uh, love and fear, of oneness and separateness. 
And then there's the middle path, what I call the Rainbow Bridge or the Rainbow Tribe, uh, going off of the Hopi um, prophecy and story. Um, and, and that one is trying uh, somewhat successfully, somewhat unsuccessfully, to stay balanced between those poles. The two extremes. So Earth, uh, Gaia, and, and all of nature, <clears throat> they're always in the dance. They're always um, between the extremes. Um, they, don't, they don't have ego trips. <laughs> Uh, including a spiritual ego trip. So there's, a, there's a, 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 a negative path and a positive path. You want to think about it like, you know, electrics or like magnetism. Um, and then there's the, the middle point where the charges are equalized. Um, that's where I'm trying to coexist with these relationships in the middle. Right. So, and that, in, that, it, requires some acceptance of the shadows <clears throat> yeah so that's that was a hard one for me uh, to what advice would you give to uh you know humans on this planet right now um know who you are know where you came from know where you're trying to go those are like that. if you can really delve in and and always focus on your inner authority oh yes i'm glad that you brought that up because earlier in the podcast you said external authority and that's the colonized that's right so there's the decolonized path is is having an inner authority and and being centered on that so no matter what it you know society or other people may um, label it as that's your soul. That's you, that's your core. And, uh, when you accept that, it gives you a lot of power, you know, um, like most indigenous tribes on the earth, they have a, a realization that they are not separated from their ancestors and, and the group, um, um, evolution that right. they were doing. Okay. And uh, in mainstream society, we're often told that we're just individuals after our own individual path, you know? So there's no uh, connection to a, to the group. So what, what is the group for humanity? I call them earthlings. It's not just humanity. <clears throat> yeah. However, there's different groups. Uh, like I said, three different paths. And it's not a judgment, right? So even though I'm choosing the center path, I'm not trying to judge the transcenders and saying, well, you know, because you're trying to go to the heaven, you're just running away. You're, you're trying to avoid this, you know, uh, drama play on earth. No, that's okay. You can do that. Right. And, and I love that you said that because I feel like it's so important when you, when, you know, you realize that you're a soul, not a body, right? It's so important for you to stay in that mindset. Or else you can say, hey, this behavior is wrong. It needs to be like this. And right now, especially, you know, there's so much division. I feel like it's so important for people to be okay with what somebody else is doing, even though it might not feel right for you. 
Yeah, yeah. So let's go into like uh, a little bit of current events, you know, and and what people are really judging each other on. Yeah. In this at this time. So the vaccine, right? Um, so telling other people what they have to do to their body to keep others safe mm-hmm. is an illusion, first of all. Yeah. Um, and it's not based on real science like so let's just skip that part a little bit for now i can go back into it but you can't tell others what to do with their own body that is if you're you know claiming at all to be on a spiritual path right um you can't tell others what to do with their bodies um all you can say is you're infringing on my space you're infringing on my ability to know what's right to do with this current body. Because, you know, the body isn't uh, something that stays the same, right? It's growing and changing through time. Yeah. It's a, it's a relationship. And this is the core thing that, uh, you know, the, the decolonized path recognizes relationships, not just behaviors. So every behavior, everything that we're doing is in relation. It's, it's in relationship with other spiritual beings. Okay. So it's not just me and my independent spiritual path. And I don't need to recognize anyone else's spiritual path. That's spiritual bypassing. That's spiritual ego. Yeah. And, and that's ultimately a kind of spiritual violence. And it often goes into the psychological, emotional, and physical violence. People being forced into where their body can be on this planet and, and what they can put into their body. Yeah, amen to that. Crazy times. <clears throat> but isn't it the most amazing time to be alive and witness Right. I always say that, like, wow, boy, did we choose a fun time to be a, be aware of myself as Brandeline, right? <laughs> it, it's truly a remarkable um, happening that's going on right now on this planet. And we have a wonderful um, opportunity. We have a wonderful opportunity right now. But it's not, it's not something that's uh, for sure, like collectively we're deciding where we're going with this planet in this planetary relationship, right? Yeah. So we have to acknowledge if we want to have, you know, um, some kind of mutual respect and some kind of uh, peaceful coexistence, then we have to accept that we all have these different spiritual paths and that we have this one spiritual path relating with Earth and Gaia, the core, uh, a core relationship that all of humanity needs to recognize because it's the only relationship that we can all, um, that we're all centered on besides right. the spirit. But the spirit is universal. So <laughs> you can go in, in so many different directions in the universal perspective, but it can be against or um, not harmonious with, not synchronized with. Um, Earth's relationship. Sure. 
So go to nature, I think, is a good advice for everybody. Get the heck out of the city and go lay in the grass somewhere. Yeah, you know, if you go out into the woods, one thing you'll find is that there's not a whole lot of grass, actually. <laughs> True. Um, it, and and it, it does require a, a certain amount of fortitude and sacrifice to really connect with nature. I think you're right. The woods, that's where it happened for me. It was like I literally walked into a different dimension or I went into the portal or the fairy realm because like the air stopped what well, felt like the air stopped and all of a sudden I was like holy shit <laughs> there's all these things watching me that was one of my very first realizations mm. yeah but I had a very powerful experience um, down in Missouri there's this little homestead community and uh, they had a lot of acreage and I wanted to take a, a vision quest spiritual journey. So I went out into the woods for three weeks without any media, without anything but me and some food and a little bit of things to keep me uh, comfortable out there. And it was a really powerful experience. But for the two, first two weeks, even with me being a very unique perspective and having spiritual experience for the first two weeks I was dealing with ego mind chatter coming at me and coming up from in me yeah um and what really brought me to the natural rhythm of nature is starting to meditate and spend time acknowledging the sunrise the sunset the moon phases and these type of things. Um, when I was doing that, suddenly the veil dropped. It was like my mind just stopped chattering and I could hear this hear, see, feel, um, this rhythm that the rest of the natural world is always in like a dance. And I really started to connect with that dance and feel it moving me. And then the last week was uh, was quite easy. So oh, when you say moving you, you just mean like you just had more confidence in, in what you were being led to do or? Um, no, I mean like, uh, so, so uh, the, the best way I can describe this is like with vibratory physics. You know, have you ever seen dynamics where you have a plate, a steel plate or whatever with sand on it or rice? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, and you put a speaker under that plate and you vibrate it at a certain frequency and it self-organizes into these beautiful patterns. Yes. Physics. So that's what I felt. I felt like I was being vibrated into um, harmony with the pattern of nature. Ooh, I get goosebumps. That, I'm so nerded out about that. Uh -huh. yeah. I think there's great potential in using science um, and using our, uh, you know, technologies to acknowledge the spiritual path. Yes, I see that coming. Like, 
at least in my experience, um, I'm a total nerd when it comes to science proving spirituality. And it's just when you, when there's actual proof, it's like, well, you need to have faith because it's right there before your eyes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But what I've come to, how I come to think of it is like, it, it's basically just giving ourselves an excuse of why uh, it's valuable to go on a spiritual path. Yes. Because uh, ultimately we are our own vibrator. <clears throat> right? <laughs> yeah. We have, <laughs> we have this uh, mechanism within this beautiful instrument of our human body that we can create these vibrations. We can vibrate our, our own being, right? Because our, our chest, is a vibratory cavity and it's coming up the throat and hitting the bottom of our skull and then turning. Well, in physics, we call that a resonant chamber. The skull is being resonated as a chamber and it's an enclosed hard thing that is that that's filled with a viscous fluid. Okay. And the brain is floating within that and we're vibrating that. Um, intentionally, sometimes, often unintentionally, we're just uh, repeating vibrations and not really understanding the source of those vibrations. That's a key thing to understand. If we want to um, be in control or have um, some direction of our own path, we need to start seeing, well, where are these words coming from? And the tones and emotions that we're saying, these words, where did they come from? So when yeah. we vibrate ourselves with, with like mantras, okay? So I love the yogi path because the, the Eastern science, the inner science path, because they've really investigated these things experientially. You know, they've, they've spent a lot of time with this. They're the experts, in my opinion, on earth as far as, uh, the inner sciences and, and how we can use our innate abilities in this human body to progress on the spiritual path. We have incredible power with this body. Yeah, we do. So, so I'd like a little mantra that I started out with. Um, it's, uh, it's very simple. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. And if you really try to put the emotion of peace and serenity, you can train yourself to have that vibration, be as pure as you can be, and know that, yes, you are changing your mind with this. You're physically vibrating your brain, which is affecting the neurotransmitter connections, more or less, depending on your biochemistry right now with what stuff is in your body, what kind of heavy metals and other things are inhibiting the neurotransmitters from connecting in different ways. Connecting to, what did you say? What's that? You said connecting to, what was the last word? Oh, connecting uh, the, inhibiting the neurotransmitter sites 
from shifting and connecting in different ways. Okay. So, or neuroplasticity is what the, the you know, modern term for this is, um, which I, I would warn everybody who really wants to explore these things, don't, to not get caught up in um, scientific or academic uh, terminology. It's not about the uh, specific terms. And uh, nobody is an authority of what is going on in, inside of us. Okay. Right. I think it's neat when you work with spirit too, like you're using a lot of the words because I love to study the movement of the mind and, and all, of the, all the things you're talking about. Well, I think what's really cool is once you have that connection, you come into these, these knowings and you don't know the words, like you're saying, you don't know the terminology. You just all of a sudden have this understanding mm -hmm. of what it is, right? You don't know how need to know how it works. Yes. You're just like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. I, I love this point. And I, I would love to uh, go into a little bit deeper. Uh, the Greeks, in my opinion, have the best way to understand this. So they identify that there's two different kinds of knowing. There's the mythos and there's the logos. And uh, most people are operating from mythos knowing, which is stuff that they're reading, stuff that they were told by others. Okay. And the logos is our personal experience, right? So that can be sensory um, and, and tactile, but it can also be um, our inner experience, which in Western society, we're not trained very well. We're not conditioned to have very much sensitivity to the inner senses, intuition, um, emotion, thought. I am totally going to use this for my marketing. <laughs> you got to love me on my crazy podcast. I'm like, oh my God, the mythos and the logos, because I don't know how much you know about me, but I am super passionate about helping people develop their psychic and mediumship abilities so that they're turned turned on and turned in, I guess if you could say, so that they get the true information, right? Through this, apparently there's a name for it, logos. Yes, that's one name for it. You know, a lot of different cultures have different names, but um, so you're, you, I love what you said earlier, how the logos um, you just know there's no words to it first. It doesn't come in words unless you, unless you memorize a terminology and have that within your mind field, then you, it can come in words. But um, it can come also just an intuitive knowing that is beyond words. Yes. Like the, yes. Right? And the and, neat part too is, is it's like building blocks. Once you have a certain, a new awareness and you're like, whoa, bro, like I just figured something out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then it, then spirit, I call it spirit, right? Can give you the next building block because now you, you've had this new awareness to build onto. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and then we can start to identify. Um, so there, there's other sources of intelligence that we're playing with in this realm that we can connect to um, 
in our spiritual journeys. And, and so it's helpful to really try to grasp what, what intelligences are trying to communicate to us. Um, this is basically the shamanistic path, okay? But there's also extraterrestrial intelligences that um, are trying to commune with us and, and give us downloads and, um, and try to help us in our path. And some of them don't have the best intentions. Some of them um, want to be able to play with us more <laughs> in a way that uh, many of us may not find to be uh, very beneficial for our spiritual journey. So like the grades and uh, uh, the Orions, they're a little heavy handed <laughs> in their um, uh, way that they interact with us. Um, so my personal path is to try to stay close to earth and close to nature because these entities um, are not like willing a certain direction so much. They're in the play of it with us. Okay. Um, so the animal kingdom, uh, the birds, the, the scaled people, the, the rooted people, as the Native Americans say, which I love. I think it really helps us connect with them on a personal level, rather than saying they are other than and less than us. Right. The rooted people. I like that. Well, I could freaking nerd out with you all day. <laughs> we'll have to have you back on another time to share more stuff. Um, but I do want to have my audience be able to come find you, follow you, connect with you. Where should they go? Well, mostly, mostly I share on Facebook. Um, so otherwise, if you, if you don't have Facebook, um, just you can share my email address, which is Gilgamesh Gayan, um, G-A-I-A-N, um, one word, at, at gmail.com. Okay, and we'll put that in the show notes, too. And so yeah, Facebook, and Facebook is Michael Phelps. Yeah, yeah, and, and you can share my Facebook link um, with everybody. Um, uh, please feel free to message me if you would like to talk, you know, personally. Um, I do appreciate any kind of donations, um, but I'm willing to work with people to help deprogram and, and get out of the colonizations uh, program. Yeah, I love that. And so, yeah, you guys, uh, he does this as part of his purpose, right? Not necessarily for his paycheck, but that's why donations are amazing. Do you have a, a link you could share for that too? Um, you know, I don't have um, a specific place how I can get donations yet. I suppose I better create one. Yeah. Um, you need a PayPal <laughs> link or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or okay. I'll see if I can get a PayPal going. Yeah, yeah do it. Awesome. Man, I really appreciate you coming on here and 
you know, getting all deep into all of this stuff. And I really love what you're doing. Um, and thank you for your service, right, to not just humanity, but us as a, a whole spiritual species, I guess, if you will. Thank you. Thank you so much for providing this space, this cyberspace or whatever you want to call it, for us to be able to explore these things and share, you know, uh, with humanity. This is such a beautiful gift. Isn't it, though? I love connecting with people like you. Um, it just it makes my day, honestly, and I love being able to have a platform to share information like this. Um, so the Craving Consciousness podcast. If you guys want to leave a comment or if you want to know more about what we should talk about next time we have them on here, leave that on there. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know someone else who is spiritually awakened or igniting a world-changing brand, please send them my way. It will benefit the world if you help me get this pod and message to as many listeners as I can. Again, if you liked what you heard, it would mean a lot to me if you took 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I will be forever grateful. Until the next episode, stay present, stay grounded, and shine your light.